This is Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve. Today, uh, kind of is going to take a little, uh, a little winding road to teach you a little bit of the difference. You know, we're always learning from our kids. And mm-hmm. what I learned from my kid, one of the things I learned from my kid was the difference between a leftist and a liberal. They're not <laughs> the same. And we are not the same. And we get there today. If you're wondering what's the difference, like I thought liberals were leftists and leftists were liberals. Yeah, leftists uh, complain about liberals um, because sometimes leftists find liberals a little bit annoying. Uh, But we can hang and you'll find out why in today's episode. We start out talking about monopoly and then we (laughs) we find our way around to um, why monopoly Maybe why liberals like Monopoly as much as conservatives, but then why leftists have to change the rules in order for it to be any fun. See, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about a boogie book, and I'm going to play one. You guys ever play Monopoly when you were a kid? Are we recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Monopoly. All right. Yeah. So no. My now my kids love it. Like when Jeep comes over, he'll bring over whatever version. Like he got uh the Laporte Monopoly because they sell it at Walmart, which is hilarious. And I, everybody that worked there, because some of his friends worked there, they all signed it. <laughs> so he's got this. <laughs> Laportopoly. It doesn't get much more Laporte than Laportopoly. <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, they, the kids love it. I, I hate it. This is Better Off Dad with Paul and Steve. Uh, Monopoly, by the way, in case you were wondering, is a <laughs> multiplayer economics-themed board game. In the game, player, this is from Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Which is Elon Musk's new latest uh, uh, favorite punching bag, which is bizarre okay. because Wikipedia is a not not a uh, it's not for profit. It's yeah. like eight people <laughs> sitting around yeah. running the thing, and then <laughs> hundreds of thousands of editors, millions of editors, you know, millions of contributors. Like it's yeah. it's the closest you could come to like the free market creating something, right? Or voluntary. Right communal space creating right. something elon musk has to pick on it <laughs> i that's news to me i i've been yeah. off tiktok I, I missed that apparently so monopoly from wikipedia monopoly's multiplayer economics themed board game in the game players roll dice to move around the board game buying and trading properties and developing them with houses and hotels uh, so you know for those of you who somehow never played monopoly that's what it is it's derived from the landlord's game mm-hmm. created by Lizzie Maggie in the United States in 1903. Listen, as a way to demonstrate that an economy that rewards individuals is better than one where monopolies hold all the wealth. <laughs> and to promote the economic theories of Henry George, in particular, his ideas about taxation. The landlord's game originally had two sets of rules, one with tax 
and another on which the current rules are mainly based. When Parker Brothers published Monopoly first in 1935, the game did not include the less capitalistic taxation rule, <laughs> resulting in a more aggressive game. Parker Brothers were eventually absorbed into Hasbro, blah, blah, blah. So uh, what I get from that is the original Monopoly was invented to demonstrate <laughs> that capitalism is a no-win situation. <laughs> That's why and, I never win because I'm and like all the money, all the money and resources end up like in one player's hands, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In and it's and it's funny because then people played it and just loved it, mm -hmm. and then by post-war America time frame when we were being raised, um, everybody thought, oh, you got to play Monopoly to learn how capitalism works and how great <laughs> capitalism is. Taking the exact opposite lesson <laughs> that the inventor. <laughs> we messed that up too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because I started thinking back on when I was a kid, because I was, I was just having this conversation with my kids the other day mm -hmm. about Monopoly because mm -hmm. one of them saw a video where somebody was explaining this. I was like, oh, I'll do a reaction video. Send me the link. And of course he never <laughs> sent me the link, but ah. otherwise we'd do a reaction video. Wait, um, wait, wait till he moves. I tell you what, <laughs> after he moves, y'all are going to do all kinds of shit together. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. The, uh, it's, it's weird because every once in a while he'll go, I have like 20,000 unread texts. I'm like 15,000 of those are from me. <laughs> <laughs> Always leave me on red. <laughs> the game when we were little, uh, we'd play it, and it was—it's real clear if you ever play Monopoly by the straight-up regular rules. Mm -hmm. Within the first fifteen minutes, you already know who's going to win. Yes, it's whoever gets lucky enough to land on the good properties and get some hotels on them, mm -hmm. right? Get their Monopoly, get their, get their, um, get their hotels on them. And all the money just starts flowing to that one person. And the other, the other people playing, it was always family of four. So it was four of us. So the other three people couldn't get enough money together. Like you could, you could even land on the properties, but you couldn't really do anything because you didn't have enough money because all your money was going to the one that, so you couldn't like, all the resources were in one player's hands. It's like in the first 15 minutes, but the game takes like four hours yeah. <laughs> to finish. Of, and that's one of the reasons why I hate it. Cause it slowly bleeds the other players dry. Like it's not quick. It's not like, mm -hmm. Hey, I've won. Let's start another game. It's yeah. like, no, we got to keep playing. Cause I've got boardwalk park place, Pennsylvania Avenue. I got all these things. Right. And we got to keep going. Played, have you ever played thermal nuclear risk? No, it's an optional rule somebody published in a magazine back like in the 80s, I think. And it's basically exactly what it sounds like. And it's a way to play risk in like half an hour. <laughs> so they <laughs> should do that with Monopoly. <laughs> so what we did is we started when I was a kid, mm -hmm. we started making up our own rules. Right. Ah. So we said, OK, well, here's a problem. Um, one of the things that makes it take longer is 
it takes a, you know, you got to go around and you got to land on the right properties and you got to buy the properties. And then some people can't buy properties because the other person landed on the, so anyway, one way to address that, let's just hand out all the deeds at the very beginning hmm. so that everybody gets some property and everybody can do a little trading so that you can get your little monopoly and put your houses and your hotels and stuff on so that everybody has some resources by what because the thought that was sounds like socialism. If everybody gets some resources then <laughs> it's more fun for everybody right instead of just one person <laughs> having all the fun like uh -huh. everybody gets some resources and like one person is still going to end up with the best properties right they're still going to get the boardwalk the park place yeah but it's going to be better because the other people are going to have the money to pay them when they land on there. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you're going to be a little bit richer, but everybody else has enough and can have fun too. Right. So we're like, okay, well that, that works. Then we got to the point where we're like, well, still like we're having fun, but then one person runs out of money and everybody else still has some money and wants to keep playing. Well, what's that one person going to do? And do we really want to start over? I mean, we're two hours into this thing. We're having fun, <laughs> whatever. So let's institute borrowing from the bank. And mm -hmm. the only qualification to borrow from the bank was you needed money. And the bank would, yeah. borrow, would loan you money, right? So now, right. even when the bank would run out of money, we'd start writing IOUs down, right? Yeah, like, here's yeah. That, that was one we did. When I used to play, we had the borrow from the bank and the IOUs. Again, you know why we did that? <laughs> so everybody could have a good time, right? So that it wasn't just one person having fun, or if one person lost, they didn't have to go find something else to do and not participate, right? It's like, no, we want everybody to participate right. in the game. It's family game night. It's family game night. We're here so everybody can have fun, right? This is in the 70s and 80s, and this is my parents, right? These My parents don't have they're not like that uh sam uh what's his name sbf or whatever bankman freed's guy that owned uh ftx and lost 15 billion dollars in a day <laughs> now he's in jail in the bahamas can you imagine being in jail in the bahamas oh, no. i bet that's nice <laughs> he can <laughs> hold on to the bars looking at the beach both of his parents were like yale or stanford or whatever professors mm -hmm. like Oh, but they were liberal. Yeah, we're, you know, the, our dinner conversations were about how to how to do the most good in the world with our privilege. Uh, we have a lot of money. How can we do the most good? And that's how we brought our kids up. Yeah, y'all rich liberals, rich white liberals, <laughs> right? Worst. At, at Ivy League schools, they probably didn't play Monopoly because they were like, that's evil. Monopoly's evil. You can't play, can't play yeah. Monopoly. Whereas my parents, you know, so anyway, these are these are like Ivy League educated parents brought up this kid, you know, and at one point the kids at Yale or Stanford or wherever the hell he went to, you know, whatever privilege perpetuating machine he went to. And he asked somebody from a charity or something like because he had access to these people, it's like one of the right, right. executives at a charity, because, of course, he had access to these people. Do you know who my parents are? Um, <laughs> and he said. Okay, look, I'm getting good grades at this Ivy League school. Clearly, you know, I have access to the best tutors, the best schools, the best opportunities, the best networks. I'm going to do well in life, right? Um, but I want to do good. I don't want to just do well. I want to do good. Ooh, write that down. 
I don't, <laughs> he said, uh, but I want to do the most good. I want to be able to do the most good in life. How do I do that? Do I graduate from college and then use my skills by volunteering at your charity and, and helping you? It was probably an NGO. Uh, charity is probably a stretch, probably an NGO. <laughs> but, you know, I go volunteer, you know, delivering mosquito nets in, in Africa or something. Or should I use my education to go into finance and and corporations and stuff to become an executive and maybe even start my own company and build a huge company and make a whole bunch of money and donate that money? So which thing would be better? <laughs> I mean, what the hell is this person going to say? Like, <laughs> what's better? Give us millions of dollars or right. come and, and volunteer for a few hours a week and you have no skills, really? Yeah. Like delivering mosquito nets, really? You'd probably be more trouble than you're worth. <laughs> we have to what are they going to say? <laughs> so, so it was as though, you remember when we were kids, we went, we went, when we were teenagers and we went to that church and Brother Ted would come out and say, my, 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 my. Listen here, Brother Steve. God was talking to me, and God said we should start at 3 o'clock instead of 1 o'clock on Sundays. I was like, oh, Brother Ted, what are you going to do between 1 and 3? Well, there's this other church I've been wanting to go to, so I'm going to go to that other church. Like, why did you have to say God told you to do that? Why did you just say <laughs> there's another church I want to go to? They're from 1 to 3, and then I'll come here at 3. That's something I want to do. Why do you have to come out and say God told you? Right? Same thing with this Bankman Freed guy. Why did you have to have that made-up conversation that probably never happened? But even <laughs> if it did, what the hell's the guy going to say? He's going to say, yeah, go get rich. Clearly, you're going to yeah. be rich. Go get rich and then donate millions of dollars to us. That's what you should go do. But he right. needed this moral cover, like a liberal, right? He needed this moral cover to be yeah. like, no, I know I'm filthy rich. Uh, I know I'm worth $15 billion, but I'm only doing it to help people. <laughs> yeah. The problem with picking on liberals is you sound like a conservative yes yes thank it's you it's so difficult to like you have to you have to interject <laughs> usually like if you're like if you're one side or the other it's pretty easy to tell by who you're picking on or who you're calling out yes yes and you don't have to put a qualifier in there because right. a conservative won't and vice versa but as a leftist you have to kind of go as a leftist, I feel you have to interject that into the conversation somewhere, so you don't want to you don't want to have a heart attack in mid conversation and have somebody go, "Well, that's another dead conservative." It's hilarious. That reminds me of okay. First of all, that's brilliant because when we started this episode, I had no idea where we're. I thought we were going to talk about <laughs> games. <laughs> I didn't know games was going to be a mechanism to get us to. The difference between a liberal and a leftist but right. here we are but i love that it's like it's like when uh, archie bunker was arguing with meathead over do you put two socks on and then two shoes oh. or do you put a sock and a shoe <laughs> and a sock and a shoe <laughs> i i've anyway. done that it feels weird because he's like what if there's a fire you're putting your you're putting your socks and shoes on you're you put your sock and shoe on, you got one barefoot and there's a fire, then you go on outside, you're missing a shoe. And uh, Meathead's like, well, you can put your two socks on and there's a fire, you'd be outside, I'd be outside, I could hop on one foot and stay dry and you're, you'd are you be all wet in your stocking feet. <laughs> I would be, I would be buck naked. <laughs> I all don't right. care. At that point, I don't care. So what the hell is Paul talking about? If you <laughs> complain about liberals, it makes you sound like a conservative. And uh, it reminds me of, 
I'm a, and so in case I do have a heart attack, I I have become a leftist. <laughs> yeah, good. good and welcome to the club. Leftists have an uneasy alliance with liberals. It, yeah. it doesn't mean we don't complain about them, and we love them actually, and we can hang with them. We can, leftists can hang with liberals all day long. It's a little annoying sometimes, but yeah. we can hang with them, right? We 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 have this coalition. <laughs> This anti-fascist coalition. Um, so there. Now, in case I have the heart attack. Now I want... <laughs> here's how I was describing it once. Because it, somebody else brought this up. Mm -hmm. Somebody related to me who's uh, much younger than me. Um, but he says... Because um, he said the same thing. Like He was like, how do you... I, I said, you know, here's, here's, here's a story. When I was a kid, we only listened to country. Old country. Hank Williams, uh, Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard, George Jones. He looks like a possum. <laughs> and that's all we listened to when we were little, yeah. right? So as we started to get a little older, we discovered disco. Mm. That's just, don't judge, just that's what we happened to discover, right? Some of it slaps, <laughs> I'm so, just saying. Now we're listening to disco, and it's our rebellion time. Imagine somebody having disco be their rebellion music, right? <laughs> well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk, motherfucker. <laughs> Those are the words. <laughs> um, then, I'm, you know, I, my, you know, I was one of those people, your cousins are your first friends, right? Yeah. And my uncle's kids were my first friends. So I remember going over there one day, shortly after having discovered disco, and I was like, hey, Gary, Gary comes out at four o'clock because he used to sleep until four. You know, <laughs> he comes wandering out all groggy eyed and whatever. I'm like, Gary, Gary, you like disco, right? Me thinking disco and country are the only two options. Like, you like <laughs> disco, right? And he goes, Man, disco sucks. Disco sucks. <laughs> and I was like, What? What do you mean disco sucks? What do you listen to? Country? And he goes, No, man, rock and roll. I listen to Kiss. <laughs> it was a different time. I want to rock and roll all night, motherfucker. See, there, there are times that I wish we would have been friends earlier in your life. <laughs> well, I yeah, my musical taste would be much more well-rounded, that's for certain. So I liken it to that, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if all you know is liberal and conservative, if all you know is disco and country, right? Yeah. And you meet somebody and they and you go, you know, you, you like disco, right? Or if you go to somebody, you like liberal, right? And they go, no, man, liberals suck. Then you're going to assume they're a conservative. Yeah. Is what you're saying. And so, yeah. well, what the hell's the difference? I loved, because I, I just discovered this like less than a year ago. You remember mm -hmm. me texting well, you yeah. like, yeah. what? I thought I didn't think I thought liberals were leftists. You're like, no. <laughs> and do you remember what you told me? <laughs> We've talked a lot. I'll let you refresh your first, my memory. Your first comment was liberals want to build a bridge. Leftists want to burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and I didn't understand at first. It took me a minute to understand it, but um basically liberals uh the way I understand it, and again, I'm new, and there's no no one more devout than the recently converted. That's so right. I get I may be a little hard on liberals, but you know, go read what Malcolm X said about 
about white liberals. <laughs> and and it and it makes sense because what what he sort of says is yes, I, you know, yeah, I feel safer around liberals <laughs> than I do around conservatives for yeah, obvious yeah. reasons. I liberals mean, aren't out here lynching us, right? No. <laughs> but while they're while they out while conservatives are out here lynching us, liberals are going, well, yeah, but we don't want to be like them. Don't let them drag you down there to their level. Don't don't use violence against them because then that makes it makes the cause look bad. And then they just use that as ammunition against you in the news. Um, just be a little more patient. Get a few more. Vote for a few more Democratic congressmen, a few more liberal congressmen. I don't, you know, the whole switch between Democrats being, you know, racist. <laughs> And yeah. vice versa yeah. was yeah. happening at that time. So it's not as clear cut like Democrats versus Republicans. But anyway, vote for a few more liberals. Just vote for a few more liberals. We'll pass a few more laws. Things will get better. And over time, things will get better. And it won't have to be violent. People don't have to get hurt. And it's like, man, people are getting hurt today. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's So in today's uh, situation, you might go... Um, well, don't, you know, like you take uh, BLM and uh, marching for justice, uh, for racial justice in, in the summer of 2020. Mm -hmm. It's like liberals would say, man, I know things are bad, but, and we need change. But you know what? Those riots, you can't be burning buildings down, businesses, and you can't be, you can't be fighting like that because that, that hurt, that just hurts the cause. As opposed to, okay, some buildings got burned down. And mm -hmm. some fights happened, and some people got hurt. But you know what? This has been going on long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to end this, right? Right. And so I had this thought the other day, which is that you can, it, it, it makes sense. You, you could, if you're looking to convert people, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't mean convert as much as I mean influence and help others clarify what they really already believe. <laughs> Six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> left-leaning libertarians. Mm -hmm. So a libertarian who's a libertarian because they b have this belief that capitalism is a good thing, mm -hmm. but um, but can't bring themselves to be a Republican because of the Republican social agenda, yeah, which is basically to oppress anybody who's not white, straight, um, male, male, yeah, um. And, and it was what I was, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, the economic thing, I do believe in free market capitalism, but oh man, just the oppressing, oppression of women, uh, mm -hmm. oppression of black people, oppression of LGBTQ people, thinking that only white straight men should have rights. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I couldn't get on board with that. So I was just right. like, oh, that makes me a libertarian, right? But if you uh, start to see that, free market capitalism as practiced in the United States, mm -hmm. as practiced in the West, um, is intertwined with racial injustice and with mm -hmm. oppression of women and, and uh, right. gay people. You will start to unwind. You're like, well, maybe free market capitalism as currently practiced is not the greatest either. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. And you start to find yourself becoming more and more like, we have a we have a government in place that um, taxes the shit out of us already, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe people would who are better able to pay 
should be paying more taxes. <laughs> and maybe with that money, we should be doing more good rather than, you know, foreign in intervention and, yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, tax breaks for wealthy people. Maybe we should be doing more good with that money, like healthcare and helping <laughs> education, helping people. That's what we should be doing that money. And there should be vastly less uh, inequality in the system. Mm -hmm. You start to sound like a leftist. <laughs> so if you're if you're a libertarian and you're mainly a libertarian because you're like, yeah, I can't get on board with the Republicans, especially Trump Trumpism, you know, mm -hmm. which is most of the Republican Party right now. Can't get on board with that, but I can't get on board with the Democrats because of what Steve was complaining about earlier about this <laughs> Sam Bankman Freed's family. You know, oh, those liberals, they're <clears throat> they they're performative. They're they're just these white privileged liberals mm -hmm. who talk about wanting to do good and justify their wealth by saying, Yeah, but I give to charity and you know, volunteer on Christmas. Yeah, you know. I can't be liberal for that reason. Hey, have you thought about maybe trying to be a leftist? <laughs> have you considered <laughs> leftism? Leftists well, you know, are aware that the Second Amendment exists. <laughs> and there are, there are tons of leftist gun clubs. Leftists yeah. believe in arming themselves because yeah. not to be on the offense. We've talked about this before, but to be on mm -hmm. the defense. Mm -hmm. They're not they're not looking to go out there and, and gun down people that they disagree with. They're looking to go protect drag queen brunch hour, yes. you know, yeah. story hour. They're looking to protect the tenacious unicorn uh, alpaca ranch in Colorado, you know. And when somebody's threatening to attack you with guns, one way to defend yourself is with guns. And so, oh, and never <laughs> bring a knife to a gunfight. So yeah, I'm not. I'm no. Uh, I'm no conservative, but I am happy to make fun of liberals. And it's gotten me. It's gotten me banned or uh, blocked on Facebook too. <laughs> <laughs> you know the the. Libertarians holding on to the title of libertarian whilst converting to leftism is their misunderstanding of the difference between the two, leftism and liberalism. They because that's all they've been told and all, yeah. all they've ever heard. And it's like it's almost like it's a secret club or an advanced version, or you know, the, so they hold on to that title. My um my lady Amy, she's going through this problem with a, well, not a problem. She has a late person he, she works with who is a libertarian, but she's listening to him and she's like, um, uh, uh, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him yeah. come to us. <laughs> like coaxing that little toddler when it's learning how to walk. Like, come on, you can do it. Um, <laughs> I want to be in a position where I can lose $14 billion in a day, just once in my life. <laughs> it was funny reading about that guy because uh, it said uh, the he, one of the largest wealth collapses in history. Mm -hmm. He went from he he was worth $15 billion and lost 90% of his wealth in one day. Oh, this poor guy. He started doing math and you go, let's see. So he kept 10% of $15 billion. And carry the one. That's one point five billion dollars. My boy still has. Yeah. Right? You ain't. You ain't. You ain't on hard times. You just can't get to the you know ten billion and up club. You know you gotta wait a little you, while. You can't like fly yourself to space, right? Yeah. You you'd have to catch a ride on somebody else's rocket to go to space. Yeah. <laughs> Some will ride with Bezos. 
you can't buy Twitter and turn it into 4chan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. You got to feel sorry for the guy, right? Mm. Feel sorry for his parents. Cause, cause the, uh, oh, the, the, um, it, so it said he was arrested in the Bahamas. And I'm like, what was he doing in the Bahamas? Probably something he got arrested for. Right? <laughs> I want to get about... and I want to be in a position where I can get arrested in the Bahamas just once in my life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I can't. I want to get arrested in the Bahamas. I can't even get arrested in you know the nice part of Indianapolis. Um, yeah. So dude's playing Monopoly. So <laughs> he's playing Monopoly. He's trying to keep, but see, he was cheating. He was playing Monopoly, but he was like, I don't know, printing his own money under the table. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing, but he was borrowing hotels from other people. No, it was it was a Ponzi scheme. What this guy was doing was a Ponzi scheme. Is is how it's going to come out. It was like Bernie Madoff stuff. Only oh yeah yeah times a yeah. hundred. <laughs> so <laughs> so go out and get yourself a copy of Laportopoly or wherever you happen to be from Opoly. <laughs> Thermopylae. I want to play Thermopylae. Where's the 300? 300, you know, the, the Gerard Butler version, not the historically accurate version. <laughs> that, but, you know, whatever. We're just better off, Dad. It's trying to do the right thing when things are hard, and it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Okay, here's the hook. Today, we're going to talk about how to please a woman using Monopoly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it takes four hours. So, <laughs> How to last even longer. <laughs> why, why are we recording? Um, 